time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The time is the space age. The place is a barren landscape of a rock-walled canyon that lies millions of miles from the planet Earth. The cast of characters, you've met them. William Fletcher, commander of the spaceship, his co-pilot Peter Craig. The other characters who inhabit this place you may never see, but they're there, as these two gentlemen will soon find out, because they're about to partake in a little exploration into that gray shaded area in space and time that's known as the Twilight Zone. Episode 93 of The Twilight Zone was The Little People. And, uh, Sean, this is another one that was uh, immortalized in The Simpsons. I, I like to think the uh, producers of The Simpsons just kind of, or writers, just kind of watched, like, this string and said, yeah, that one works. I, I'd like to think that uh, The Treehouse of Horrors probably would have turned out a little bit better. I mean, they're they're not bad in their own right, but if they would have just said, okay, in every uh, every one, we're going to do a Twilight Zone. Episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. If one of their three stories was a Twilight Zone episode, and they were just parodying that, they'd, they'd have it made. Mm-hmm. I happen to agree. But uh, th- this particular episode follows uh, two astronauts who are I. Uh, I'd, the, the Twilight Zone sort of uh, they, they play fast and loose with uh, <laughs> asteroids, but I, I think this is supposed to be a planet. Yeah, they just cause uh, they just land in a in a inhospitable place, right? And uh, uh, Fletcher and and Craig uh, are their names, and they they just don't like each other much, which seems like a dynamite idea for putting together a space crew. Just <laughs> have, have two people who just absolutely cannot stand each other. Team cohesion be damned. This guy can fix an engine. Yeah. All right. We've got to send these people into a uh, in, into a uncharted uh, area with uh, uh, you know like two square feet of, uh, of personal space <laughs> each. It's a really small that, ship. Yeah. Find, find the two people that hate each other the most, and, and there are guys. They put these two astronauts in like in something the size of a missile. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What 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 the hell are you thinking, NASA? Whatever's, whatever's going on there, I, I don't think they ever say what the year is or anything. It do, it doesn't really it isn't really cromulent to the story. But, yeah, uh, true. Whatever whatever space body is governing things. Right <laughs> uh, at, at least you know the 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 astronauts the astronauts and um, people are alike all over. They seem to like each other, although. Yeah. Uh, Although Conrad uh, did, you know, just basically let his friend die. It's true. Yeah. That, um, yeah, there, there is kind of like the same. There's a little bit of that dynamic in every one of these like episodes where there's two people that just should not be together. Which, you know, of course, that's going to lead to you know conflict and better storytelling. But some of the conflict here is just so weird. You might even say uh, only a child would act like that. Perhaps a barter Lisa Simpson, which. <laughs> is why the Simpsons episode is better. I do like this episode a lot, but this one, the Simpsons did it better. I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> better effects, uh, you know, better, uh, better personality conflicts, uh, just just better all of um, so, uh So Craig decides that he's going to go scouting around and he finds a... Uh, uh, he basically looks down and says, what is this, a city for ants? <laughs> <laughs> They're so small. 
and, uh, and and when he does, like his his first thought, like as soon as he sees this city of uh, of uh, of little people, his very first thought is, "I'll bet I can get them to do stuff for me." Oh yeah, absolutely. It's 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 completely it's completely bizarre. Just like the motivation behind. Um, uh, like behind how he feels, because you know the, they they set it up where he says, you know, if I had things my way, I'd you know have a legion the size of Yankee Stadium. They'd all do what I tell them to do. I'm like, okay, some people feel that way, whatever. But then he comes along these people that are ant ant sized, and it's like you can't even see them. <laughs> how does that give you any satisfaction? Also, you're on you're on a foreign planet slash asteroid. Can you focus on getting home? Scoop them up in your hands, put them in a in a petri dish, and leave. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I know that uh, you know if you look at human history, when uh, they they find uh, when, when humans tend to find uh, civilizations that they they've decided are inferior to them in one way or another, it doesn't usually work out well for for that that uh, civilization. But it's it's just a little funny that <laughs> it happens literally the second he lays eyes on these people. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them to do stuff. I mean, now they could collect them, uh, somehow communicate with them that w- whether they like it or not, this is gonna get dark. Uh, we're gonna bring you back to our planet, and we're gonna uh, basically use you to develop our nanotechnologies. We're gonna treat you well, but you're gonna have to do this. Sorry to break it to you, and you're gonna have to reproduce like crazy because there's only a handful of you here. Yeah, I wonder if uh, on this planet there's like other civilizations out there, or if it's just this little group of pond scum. I would imagine so. You know, there's. I recently learned that if you uh, <laughs> if you pick up the top layer of an ant hill and swap it with another one, the ants battle. Really? How did you learn this? Um, I may have had a really long conversation with my pest control guy. <laughs> Oh, I, well, now I'm curious as to how he learned that. He he uh, he admitted it. He admitted that it was a very quote redneck thing to do. So I'm guessing it's just because you're bored in the country. I could see that. You know, you're a kid. You're doing that. I'm sure. You know, I've, I've heard of crazier things. He- Sadly, so have I. Like this episode of the Twilight Zone, huh? <laughs> so he uh, he immediately makes these uh, these little people uh, do things for him and decides that he's their god. Yes. Uh, Fletcher is uh, is having none of it, and uh, and basically says, you know, probably the 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 normal person response, which is, you know, who are you to like disrupt these people's lives and act like you're, you're god? Yeah. And uh, um, you know he uh, Craig Craig uh, Craig disagrees obviously, <laughs> and uh, uh, eventually uh, my, my favorite thing is the fact that he goes full bender and yes. <laughs> uh, he decides that he needs a statue uh, of himself made and, and uh, it, it I I just me I would I would really wish you know if there was uh, you know like a if this had been an hour long episode or, you know, we just figure it, figure out some way to do it. I would love to see a time lapse of them actually building the giant. Uh, oh my God. It'd be awesome. Because when you think of how tiny they are in relation to him, Decades. they build a life-sized uh, statue of him. It's like, in like 10 minutes. Yeah. How, how did they do that? Like later that afternoon is the groundbreaking for it. <laughs> 
I, I hope he went to the groundbreaking. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, he appreciates it. He's a, he's a level-headed guy. That's what everybody says about it. You know, we, I, I, obviously, we never really uh, we never really hear from the little people who uh, posted the story. But I wonder, like, how did they react to him? Like, did they? So I was watching this on Paramount Plus <clears throat> with the captions on, just like I watch everything else, and um, not on Paramount Plus. But so I never heard any noise from the little people. But the captions say like faint cheering or faint uh, like screaming or something like that. So. There's like, I think that's the extent of what, you know, what we hear from them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, so not long after the, uh, after the, uh, the statue of him is built, uh, Fletcher announces that he's uh, fixed the ship and it's time to go. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Craig is not pulling, is not uh, having that at all. And he pulls a gun on Fletcher and tells him to leave alone. Um, which, uh, is is funny because apparently he was expendable anyway because he Fletcher was able to pilot the ship without him. Um, yeah, so I guess Craig was never really did, did Craig actually did he fix any of the stuff that was broken while they were there or did Fletcher just do it and said all right I'll see you. No, Fletcher Fletcher did all of it and so so I mean Craig is literally the the most worthless character in the history of the Twilight Zone. But he's also proclaiming himself a god. He is the god. Yes. God. Yeah. It's it's nuts. I mean, it's it, it's a pretty you know straightforward message, um, and obviously something that must have struck a chord with people. If this was you know, I mean, this was uh, like we talked about, parodied by The Simpsons. It's parodied by South Park in a episode about The Simpsons doing everything first. And then the punchline is, no, the Twilight Zone did that first. So, um, you know, people know about this episode, and I, I don't think it's as famous as, you know, the, the big ones that we always talk about. But it's it's pretty good. You know, message received, and it's, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so as soon as Fletcher leaves, another ship lands, and it's uh, two, uh, <laughs> two, two people who are basically uh, as big to him as he is to to the little people. And they're also just repairing their ship. And um, one of them uh, notices Craig, picks him up, and uh, and crushes him to death almost immediately. And uh, the, the the little people have their uh, their great statue, or, the, or they, their great moment where they uh, <laughs> pull down the statue and uh, and, and they beat it with tiny shoes. Yeah, <laughs> just beat it with their with their tiny little shoes. Yeah. Um, there is there is a. Uh, um, there's a Tom Waits song called Mr. Siegel, and it has the punchline, don't you know there ain't no, no devil, there's just God when he's drunk. <laughs> um, and, or no, sorry, that's that's another song um, that Tom Waits does. Uh, Heart Attack and Vine. But that's that's what, that, that's the image that conjures up uh, when, you know, and anytime you see, you see somebody, you know, who's valuable like Craig, and he, you know, turns these people into, you know, his people, his, you know, uh, congregation, I guess. And, uh, you know, there, there wasn't a devil. If he, if he's a God, then there's no devil because you don't need one. Right. Yeah. He's drunk on power. So I, to, to me, the funniest thing is that, uh, when they, um, uh, 
so so the the giants they they just throw craig down and he, <laughs> he lands near the, near the 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 tiny people and then when they pull down the statue of craig it just lands right on top of them yeah that was uh, nice so I'm thinking that you know fletcher at some point probably sent you know either he went back or or he sent people to uh to to go you know try to try to get craig back uh, and like all they find is is him laying there dead with his statue on top of him. But like he doesn't tell the, the rescue team that like oh yeah we met this uh, group of little people that Craig like kind of turned into a god uh, without their consent and there's gonna be a statue so just just deal with it just get the body. Yeah, and then it turns out that you know they they find him laying on top of himself. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> See, this one, I think this one's going to be really short, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, fun. Short, but fun, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but uh, um, so Dan Proft, the the host that I, you know, sort of still work with at at WIND, uh, yeah, uh, every once in a while, yeah, I call him. Uh, I actually uh, ne- never to his face, but to everybody else, refer to him as Niedermeyer. <laughs> and because uh, I mean, that's literally exactly who he is. Just picture Niedermeyer having a radio show, and that—that's Dan. Probably. Oh my god! <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think of this guy. Too. Uh, it's so good. The case of navigator Peter Craig, a victim of a delusion. In this case, the dream dies a little harder than the man. A small exercise in space psychology that you can try on for size in the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?